Hello and welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio by fantasy enthusiasts Steve Turner and Dom Brock. Boys, it's only round three. The fantasy injury carnage is already <laughs> upon us. How much How much did we get hurt? How much did we dodge it on the weekend? Oh, well, for myself, gents, I actually had a good weekend last week. I scored 840 and that was carrying Jared Hayne in my side as well, who only scored uh, four points. I think the highlight for me was uh, Mo Zembai, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs fullback, who scored 101, the first player to crack the 100-point mark this year. So, yeah, he was good. Uh, my bench was good this year. Uh, this uh, Last weekend, sorry, I had Blake Ferguson, Robbie Rakow, Slade Griffin, and Viliami Kikau on my bench, who all scored well. So. I a good round three for the Shire squad. <laughs> uh, no such luck for me. Didn't have uh, M. Byer or any of the other uh, monster scorers. Did have Tavita Pengai Jr. go down with injury. Got uh, Bryce Cartwright, like a lot of people this week, benched. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I was riding Hayne as well, and I bought Tavita Pengai last week. So, yeah, yep. that's my bad, everyone. Sorry, Tavita. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I got 720 because I didn't have any Widdips or Mbys or anything in my squad. So let's just move straight on to the team changes, shall we? Um, Thursday night, big clash between the North Queensland Cowboys and Penrith Panthers. Um, Cowboys are unchanged, although um, Lachlan Coote is creeping closer to an NRL return. After uh, a big week, the week before, Jonathan Thurston uh, back down to earth with a thud. Uh, Jason Tamalola still hurting fantasy coaches. Yeah, the Cowboys were pretty quiet in general in that game against the Storm. Uh, a lot of penalties, very stop-start. Um, Cohen Hess had a huge game. He scored uh, a couple of tries, got 80 points, but nobody else did well. Tamalolo got 30, Tom, uh, Thurston uh, 24. So, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're both... <laughs> looking a bit like cells despite being mm. keepers in the past. I mean, Tom Oliver could still be a keeper, but you know, he's he's overvalued for what he's been giving so far. Yeah, um, yeah Thurston's not quite up there with the top halves so far this season. No, obviously, um, Tamalo's only averaging 45 so far, and as you say, he's one of the more expensive players in fantasy this year, and um, you know, Cohen Hess, I think I think the thing for Cohen Hess is if he continues to play 80 minutes like he did uh, last weekend, you know, scoring 80 off the back of playing 80 minutes certainly helps his scores. And um, yeah, so it's a matter of if Paul Green persists with him uh, playing 80 minutes. But um, I think there's a lot of fantasy coaches that want to see a bit more return from Tal Malolo, mm. who um, you know was a gun last year, and as I said, only averaging 45 so far. We'll have a look at their opposition, the Penrith Panthers. The the big fantasy news and the big team news for the Panthers is Nathan Cleary out for at least six weeks. The club's saying ten weeks, but it's it's long term enough that he's definitely a sell in fantasy. Um, Tyrone Peachy slots in at five eight, so not quite as dominant a, a halves pairing as what we've seen from them over the opening rounds. Um, Christian Crichton potentially a good little fantasy scoring rookie on the wing. Only got sixteen on his debut, but plenty of upside for him. Although I don't know if he's going to be in there long enough to make a lot of cash. Um, Fugami Kikau named to start again. We're assuming he'll come off the bench again, but he is going okay there. Yeah, he uh, came off the bench and scored 56 last week, so another good sign after he's 63, I think, in round one. So, yeah, yeah the signs, he's going to be up and down all year, but it looks like he can hit those um, good scores fairly regularly. Uh, Dylan Edwards uh, got mid-50s last week, as did Isaiah Yo, who was great. Um, Trent Marin's been a bit quiet, or he was... This mm. week, uh, he got went off injured, didn't he? Only he had a bit of a rib injury. Yeah. yeah, played forty minutes. So regularly, he usually plays around fifty, fifty-five uh, minutes and scores around fifty points. So he's a hold this week. See what happens. Um, yeah, any much. much well, I think for the Panthers, obviously, um, it's probably an opportunity now for James Maloney to step up. He's going to be obviously given the goal kicking. Yeah. 
um, you know, shoes with um, Cleary on the sideline and, you know, Tyrone Peachy, not a noted uh, half, so he's more of an impact player. And as you said, CK, with Jerome Luai sitting on the bench, how much game time will Peachy spend it, uh, in the halves? How much will Luai spend in the halves? Um, yeah, so it's an interesting one, but I think it's an opportunity for James Maloney to step up and, you know, score some fantasy points. Uh, you know, they're, they're a very good attacking side, the Penrith Panthers. They can score points uh, from anywhere on the field. And if that's the case, you know, James Miles is the only opportunity to kick a few goals. But the thing that lets Jimmy down is the errors and the missed tackles. Yep. So they uh, sort of compensate each other, his attack and defence. But um, he's got the goal-kicking boots on for the next you know, two yep. to three months. Yeah, I will say for the listeners who were with us last year and riding my Trent Merrin-related roller coaster, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not on that one this year. I was regretting it after two weeks, but now I think I'm a little bit relieved after all. Move on to the, the second game of the round. South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, Bunnies bounce back to form in a big way. Um, Cameron Murray looking more and more like a buy each week. Adam Dewey doing really good things, but is he going to be there long enough to make a lot of cash? Uh, Richie Kenner doing great things for coaches. Robert Jennings, an out-of-the-box score, but probably can't keep that up. What do we think about South? Yeah, I think Cameron Murray, last week we said was a good buy. Uh, he's looking even better than expected. Got low 50s last week, 60 this week. Um, Sam Burgess did better this week as well. He he was quiet last week, got 52 this week. Angus Crichton, we know he's a fantasy star, got 62. Um, Robert Jennings, I wouldn't get too carried away with. Yeah. 83, including a hat-trick. That's about as good as it gets for a, for a winger. Um, yeah, and Dwayne, he's yeah, he might only have one more week um, starting at halfback. There's talk now that he's playing well enough to keep a bench spot after mm. Adam Reynolds comes back, which probably isn't great for his fantasy scores. Yeah. Jay, you mentioned this last week. Uh, his price probably come down if he plays, you know, 15 minutes a game off the bench and scores 10 points. Then he'll start losing all the the price gains he's had in the last three rounds. Well, Cam Murray, I've had him in my side since round one, but I think. The notable thing for Cam Murray is that he started on the bench in, or not yep. started on the bench in round one, um, but has yep. since yeah you know, started in the thirteen position for the Rabbitohs. But yeah, for me, it's been Damien Cook. He's averaged fifty nine so far in fantasy across the opening three rounds, and um, yeah, playing eighty minutes at, uh, at number nine. And we've I think we've touched on him. over the past three weeks is you know how important that's been for the Bunnies and Seabold to have an eighty minute hooker and um, Damien Cook not only in for fantasy. Um, coaches is reaping the rewards, but he's certainly reaping the rewards on the field as it's, well. It's funny how quickly Cook, for those of us who have him, how quickly it's become the case that he gets 50 and you're disappointed that he only scores yeah. 50. Yes. Um, for someone whose value, that's still good. So, mm. yeah. Well, I did. I captained Andrew Fafita the first two weeks for his high 40s and yeah. watched Cook bust out you know, yeah, 70 60. in round two. I'm like, well, I'll give Cook the captain's young oh, man this week. Obviously, Fafita busts out 60 and Cook's back to 50. So it's the, Always the way. ongoing captaincy conundrum. Just on Ken Murray before we move on, I think what I like about him... Um, round two against Penrith, they didn't have a lot of ball and he made 46 tackles yeah. in, in 53 minutes. Last week, they did have a lot of ball and didn't have to do as much tackling. He still got through 40 tackles in, in 70 minutes. He had a line break and a couple of tackle busts and, and got an even bigger score. So um, he's probably someone who can score well whether they're, they're, the team's going good or badly, which is, is nice for fantasy coaches. Yep. Just having a look at the Bulldogs, um, your man Zap Moses M by the first time of the year. <laughs> Averaging <maybe>. 62 <laughs> points across um, the first three weeks. Yeah, first no win way. for them as well. A bit like South, um, they did quite well. Jeremy Marshall King in the halves didn't overplay his hand at all and he busted out 41 with a couple of tackle breaks. Raymond Faitala Mariner doing some good things there, unsurprisingly unchanged this week. Yeah, I was surprised about how much people were down on the Bulldogs after the first two rounds where they had yeah. losses to Melbourne and uh, the Roosters. Who a were, lot of good signs, I thought. So. Yeah, um, their attack was looked better you know, straight away in round one, I thought, than last season. Uh, Storm and the Roosters are two of the 
you know, three favoured teams to win the comp. So no shame in losing those games. Um, first winnable game and they, and they, you know, win it really well. Uh, Empire was amazing. He had 17 tackle breaks in that mm. game, which is just That's insane. Nice. Um, a lot more than his first two games. But even in the first two games, he got 41 and 45 playing fullback, which are, you know, good signs in losing efforts for a, for an outside back. So he's never really been a, he's always been an okay fantasy scorer rather mm. than a, a keeper, but he's always played, you know, halves, a bit at hooker, a bit off the bench. Bit um, of center. Yeah, a bit center. So this year he's the first choice fullback and he's making the most of it. So he could be a keeper. He's dual position as well in fantasy. Yeah. So Goal kicking helps. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he's going to be a very popular by this week. Uh, you can't expect him to get hundreds very often mm. or even, you know... It would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice, yeah. but if he gets, you know, 40s most weeks and then the odd yeah. monster score... Like you say, if he gets 40s when the keeper. team isn't going too well, then it's yeah. a good sign. And for a fullback, then, you know, 45 and up is is good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the Jeremy Marshall-King factor is, um, as you said, CK, you know, good score, you know, playing an 80-minute game, what he got, 41 last week. But for me, it's... Lo- like, is it a long-term picture for Dean Pay and the Bulldogs that Jeremy Marshall-King partners Kieran Foran in the halves? Obviously, Matt Frawley was dropped last week, but... Um, yeah, certainly a sound um, debut for the kid mm. in the halves, and as you say, he's only he's two fifty eight, still still very cheap for yep. Uh, yep. fantasy coaches. And um, I mean, the signs are good that he comes into the team and they win. It's not yeah, like it was down to him or anything, but it's it doesn't hurt his chances of yeah. keeping his spot. For well, especially a while. when you we touched on you know Nathan Cleary, a big a big injury. You look to sell someone like Nathan Cleary. You, you know, there's a you know, Jerry Marshall King certainly a cheapie to bring into the halves, yeah. and you can put your money else, okay. put your money somewhere else. But um, yeah, look, Moses Embiid has certainly been the the talking point for me as well. CK in the Shire squad, absolutely. Well, the second Friday night game, Cronulla Sharks up against the Melbourne Storm. What a rivalry this has been over the last couple of years. Sharkies, uh, they've got um, Matt Moylan back in the halves after Trent Hawkinson did a pretty good job against the Eels last week. Paul Gallen, some uh, some signs of life. He got 48 after a couple of really sluggish scores to start the season. Um, what do we think about the Sharks? Yeah, Gallen, I'll be keeping an eye on for another few weeks. Um, hopefully he keeps scoring below 50 and his price plummets and then snap him up. Um, yeah, he's, the 48 came in about 50 minutes, so he's still capable of, of big scores on his day. Uh, Josh Dugan was pretty good last week. Um, yep. 56 points, a lot of tackle breaks. Looks like he's going to be the fullback you'd expect for a while. I mean, yep. You know, the Sharks have got options. They can change things up. But um, but he's been a fantasy gun in the past. Uh, reasonable value, I think, as well, after a quiet, you know, performances last season. Um, Valentine Holmes is a urgent sell. <laughs> he's got a, he's just about bottomed up, sh- bottomed out, surely. But um, yeah, he's just losing so much cash. Yeah, well, I offloaded Val last week and brought yep. in Blake Ferguson and nice. a masterstroke that. But I think <laughs> Josh Dugan, as you said, twelve tackle uh, bars, fifty six points. And when Josh Dugan's at his best, he is one of the best running fullbacks yep. in the yep. game. I know a lot of people question whether he can ball play his cre- creativity, but one thing you know with Josh Dugan at the back, he's going to give you those. Yeah, at least 20 carries a game, upwards of 200 metres, and going to give you those tackle busts. So, um, yeah, if he can continue to produce that, um, he's certainly going to be uh, beneficial for plenty of fantasy coaches having him in their side because it looks at the moment, as you said, Dom, that um, he is going to be the number one for the Cronulla Sharks moving forward. 
just looking at the Storm, they're going to win a lot of games this year. Again, it looks like um, Brody Croft has been very sluggish, and he's on the chopping block for me this week. But uh, Big Nelson and Sofa Solomona, for those who took a punt on him, is shaping up to be a, a cut-price keeper. Uh, Team-wise, they're pretty much unchanged. Just Kenny Bromwich in for Brandon Smith on the bench. What do we think about Melbourne? I'm impressed with your patience, CK, that you haven't <laughs> traded out Brody Croft already. Um, yeah. I'm a bit stubborn like that. I keep thinking he's going to come good, Yeah, yeah. not looking great. Yeah, um, He's scored in the 20s every week, I think, mm. so far. So. But more than in the 20s than the previous week every week. So <laughs> sure, <laughs> about round 18, he'll be putting out He could come good, who knows. But when there's cheapies, like he's, you know, he was outscored by Marshall King yeah. on, the, on the weekend, and he's you know 250 or something. So, yeah, there's a bit of money to be made there if you want to cash out uh, Croft. Uh, Cameron Smith got 50 again. A bit disappointing if you had him, but 50 is 50. Um, mm. Nice safe option for captain. So for Solomon, has been been pretty good. Um, I think he's living up to expectations after a good uh, preseason. Anything else there? Well, that Cam Smith is my he's my number nine. He's my captain. Yep. Is he one that you persist with because he does mm. continually give you those? Well, he gave so. you 50. It's yeah. He's your captain. There's a hundred points. So yeah, for me, I mean, I will persist with him unless something yeah, drastic mean, goes wrong with Cameron Smith and the Melbourne Storm. But for now, it's um, yeah, I'll stick with him. Yeah, once he's in your team, it's really during Origin series, your Origin period, you yeah. might trade him out. But this year, with only one buy for Origin players, probably not even worth doing that. Um, mm. So I think once you've got him, you keep him. Um, you know, the thirty-four trades you have for a year can run out quicker than you expect, so I don't know if it's worth trading him in and out. Um, he's probably going to be the best fantasy scorer again this year. He usually is, or in that top two and th- two yeah, or three. He's, not, so. he's pretty good at everything. He's pretty good at everything. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he's probably going to have a, a bit of a price correction, but he's not. Yeah. He's still going to be a great fantasy player and a captaincy yeah. option. So and there's so. no other player who scores 50 points than people start talking about trading them out yeah. in, in fantasy. So that's what where the expectations are. You kind of expect 60... 65 points a game from him. Can't do it every week, but he'll probably get 70 this week. We'll see. He will. All right, moving on to the Roosters up against the Warriors, 5.30 at uh, Allianz Stadium on Saturday. Um, what have we got? James Tedesco had a bit of a struggle streak last week with mm. four errors in what was otherwise a high-scoring win. Um, Zaps man Blake Ferguson racking up uh, metres like they're yeah. going out of fashion. Um, no changes to this team, obviously, which uh, is no surprise given no injuries in a big win last week. Yeah, Ferguson... Um, why do we think he's he's doing so well? He's basically scoring fifty points a game. He's never really been a, mm. a fantasy guy. It's just run meters. Super keen. He's, yeah, the run he's averaging two hundred th- yeah two hundred thirty six yeah. meters a game. He's got four tries, three line breaks, okay. twelve tackle breaks to start the season. Mm. Um, he leads the run meters by a couple hundred meters across the game. I think that yeah. he's he's over seven hundred run meters so far this year, yeah. and he's about two hundred meters ahead of the next person. So, and I think that's been. The, for me, that's been a big factor across a lot of a lot of the teams and the performances this year. If you've got a good back three or good back five, you can get your big meters and get your get their runs up. You know, a lot of the results go your way, and we've seen that. You know, the Warriors. You know, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, the running meters that he's been producing, and you know, you see the Warriors are winning games. So I think Blake Ferguson himself has just put it on him and responsibility on himself to contribute more to the team in, in that sort of facet because you look at Blake Ferguson, he's a big body. Yeah. Um, you know, people a lot of people question the Roosters forwards pack and you know, you've got someone like Blake Ferguson, yeah. he's like another forward in yep. the side. So yeah, he's been enormous and yeah, I trade I brought him in last week and dropped got rid of Val and he gave me fifty six points last week, Ferguson. So very good, and obviously Jakey Friend, 70 points. You know what you're going to get from yeah. Jake Friend yep. every week. He's just going to tackle his little heart out and, um, you know, 
be very sound for you. And, mm. um, scary proposition at the moment, the Roosters, yeah. when you consider, as you say, Tedesco's been up and down open the first mm. three weeks. So... Um, very scary mm. proposition to see what they can do. When yeah. they, the like, three of them, Clint Cronk, Kiri and Tedesco. Yeah, Kiri's the one that people have kind of forgotten about. And on the weekend, you know, all the talk is Cronk and Tedesco and then Kiri has a blinder and they, mm. and they romp it home. So, yeah, very dangerous thing. What do we think about Cronk? See, I, he's never really been a, a big fantasy mm. factor. He's one of the more owned halves in fantasy. He got, yeah. I think, 41 with a whole bunch of try assists. Um, and, and a try of his own on the weekend. He's, is he a sell? Is he worth persisting? Well, at one stage, yeah, I, cause he's, he's my half, and watching the game and checking my fantasy scores, there's one time there where Cooper was negative three throughout mm. the game, and then mm. just all things turned around in that second half. So for me, I, my the two halves are JT and Cronk, and purely on the back that they won't be impacted by Origin. But, you know, obviously JT being... His final year, they say, you know, what he can provide. But Cooper's going to be enormous for the Roosters. So I'll, I'm going to persist with both of them, to be honest. Yeah, Cronk, um, I th- yeah, the idea was in previous years he hasn't been a huge fantasy scorer and it's assumed that they've, you know, because Cameron Smith's kind of running the show a bit more at the Storm than most hookers do and they had Billy Slater there and Munster and that the idea being that Cronk could be more of a dominant force at the Roosters. Uh, this year, you know, they lost their first game in a low-scoring game. That's not going to be good for a half. Kiri probably did more than Kronk this week. I don't know what Kiri's score was, but in terms of actually playmaking, um, they kind of split it. So, yeah, he hasn't been super dominant yet, but by the same token, you know, low 40s for his price is fine. So um, he should, you know, improve as the season goes on. Yep. Let's have a look at the Warriors now. They continue to be an absolute boon for fantasy coaches. Peter Hiku keeps racking up. Points and price rises despite missing bundles of tackles. Um, Sean Johnson finally had a quiet game, but uh, otherwise they've been pretty good. Um, Torhu Harris, another big score. Yeah, Harris has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, I looked at Hiku's missed tackles. 21 this year. Yeah, but he's improving. It was was 10 in the first week, then 6, and then 5. Only 5 missed tackles in the weekend. So if he keeps going that way, you know, uh, he's actually not in my team, which I'm a bit disappointed about because he's been great. uh, yeah, Toho Harris, a couple of 60s in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think the big thing with the Warriors, who we've talked about have been great in fantasy so far this year, is they've had three wins so far, and their draw coming up is very tough. Uh, Roosters, Cowboys, Broncos, Dragons, who are the league leaders, and then Melbourne are the next five games. So, you know, they could lose all five. They might not score as many points as they have been. So could be question marks there for your RTS and Johnson and these kind of guys. Well, I think period. this year, I think... More so, as you said, like Sean Johnson on the weekend, rather quiet. But mm. when you look at it, he delivered lot the two winning plays, the two field goals. Um, but Roger, like averaging, you know, sixty-two points, like that's enormous, and you know, almost the Roger of old. I know we've touched on a couple of times over the last few weeks how it seems to be Roger is getting back to his um, best footy. But you no, know, Tor Harris, just how good has he been? Like, yeah. For the Warriors, I know a lot of people speak about you know the impact of Blake Green for Sean and Roger in the spine, but you know Torhu Harris, I think he's been superb on that right edge, and him and Peter Hiku have been um, brilliant on the field, despite Hiku's missed tackles, but also brilliant in fantasy, mm. both playing on that right edge for the Warriors. Absolutely, and don't forget the NRL Fantasy League is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over one million dollars with Yui Rewards on offers like thirty dollars off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au/rewards for more details. Heading on to 7.35pm Saturday at Lotto Land, Manly Sea Eagles up against the Canberra Raiders. 
Um, Canberra Raiders lost a couple of golden pointers to Manly last year, and they've lost three straight close ones on the <laughs> bounce this year. Though it'll be a heartbreaker if there was another close one in this game. Looking at the Seagulls, a um, bit of a blow with George Tafur out with a, a broken collarbone, a similar injury to what he suffered a couple of years ago that put him out for a couple of months. Uh, Matt Wright in on the wing for him. Daly Cher Evans continues to score well, even though his team didn't go too well last week. He still racked up uh, 48. What do we think about the, uh, the Seagulls, boys? One well, way. I know he's averaging 40 at the moment, but Tommy T, I'm just waiting for him to <laughs> yeah, line up the field. Um, a bit sluggish for me. Yeah, I feel like he's one of my um, yeah, wing fullbacks, Tommy, Ter- Tommy Trebojevic. And, um, yeah, just, I'm just, it's like just, I'm just waiting for him to yeah. just go to that next level. It's coming. Yeah. 60s. It's, I think yeah. it's coming, yeah. yeah. It could be Saturday night at Brookvale, but the, the, like yeah. mainly two weeks ago they win 54 nil, and yeah. last week they... Cobber thumping themselves, like mm, where does Trent Barrett go for this week? But you know, Jacob Trebojevic has been consistent, as you said. DCE, uh, Martin Tapao, Lachlan Croak has been a real good find this year. I didn't have him on my bench, but he's still scored you know over thirty points on yep. on the weekend. So yeah, he's been a real good find. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just wanting to see a bit more from Tommy Trebojevic. It could be this week. The Raiders are, I think, the fourth best attacking team this year, and they've actually conceded more points than they've scored. So their defence has been shaky. It could be the kind of uh, game for mainly attacking players to score well. Otherwise, yeah, nothing really new this mm. week compared to last week, I think, with all those those big names. Yeah, sneaky little cheapy on the bench with uh, Kalepi Tanganoa. It's probably a bit yeah. late to buy him, but with um, reports now that Darcy Lassick could be off to the Toronto Wolfpack, um, rather than coming back to take Kalepi's body, he could be safe for the season and keep busting out those, those low 30 yeah, scores. it's been really good. Yep, cool, good chat. We'll have a look at the, uh, the Raiders, the Raiders <laughs> team. Um, what do we got? Silva Havili is scoring okay despite only getting a couple of minutes at the start of games for some baffling reason. What do I know? I'm not an NRL coach. Um, Adahingano in for his club debut, which is bad news for Blake Austin, who's been dropped to the uh, reserves. The Raiders, what do we make for us? Yeah, Blake Austin dropped is a big, uh, yeah. big news. They don't really know what they're doing with that playmaker positions this year it seems like chop and change it's weird every week uh see how that goes elliot whitehead uh is scoring heaps of tries it's, it's <laughs> yeah. really weird it's all the it's wingers at the weird. top of the thing and elliot whitehead so he's, he's averaging 53 53 <laughs> yeah so uh yeah whenever he has to fill it in the centers or in the back line he seems to make up for it like the mm. lack of tackles and work yep. rate by scoring a try so he's been great um uh Tappanay's back this week i think yep. on the bench uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, the, the attacking play is scoring well. Not really, even though they're scoring points. No. Kroger and Kroger aren't doing much. Quite disappointing. Sam Williams has really dipped off after that first round. Yeah, it was a bit of a false story in round one for, yeah. for Sam Williams. Nick Kotrick's the Kotrick's been yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I, I th- as you said, Sega, t- like, it was almost like when Canterbury had, you know, Moses and by Trent Odkinson and Josh Reynolds trying to put three into two. Mm. When you look yeah. at the Raiders, it's trying to put what, four into three or five into four or, yeah. you know, Avili's playing, you know, 30 minutes coming off. Obviously, Austin's named in the number 19 jersey. Caesar's been shifting to the dummy half role. Um, yeah, Atahingano, you know, will he come on and play in the nine? Will he play in the halves? I, I don't know because <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't got... I'm not they sure. Sticky knows. They probably should. And when you look at their form on the field, they should have three wins potentially mm, because yeah. they've been in front... Um, Every game, they'd be disappointed after last week's 
the way that game ended up, 19-12, they're up 19-12 with four minutes to go, and then Isaac yeah. Luke scores two comfortable field goals from Sean Johnson. So I just can't figure, they've got a test yeah. hooker starting, and they're really good when he's on, and then he goes off and they put a half back at number nine, and then they get run down, and the test hooker doesn't come back on the field, and it's happened three weeks in a row. Like, Would you not bring Havili back on for the last 20 minutes? Yeah, well, maybe that changes. And then when I've seen, I saw last week, you know, when Caesar goes into... The dummy half position, like trying to tackle some of those big bodies mm. from that mm. Warriors forward, they were just steamrolling over the top of him. So, um, yeah, look, I think they'd, they'd be crying out for Josh Hodgson to get fit and get <laughs> yeah. back ready to play because they're certainly lacking around that um, ruck area. All right, well, we stopped putting the boot into the poor old Raiders. <laughs> they, have, they have gone close three times, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, could be three wins. Would, but you, yeah. would you rather that or would you rather that? Nah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's have a look at the Dragons up against the Knights. Um, two of the real, um, I guess, entertaining teams to watch I've mm. found so far this year. Dragons are scoring mountains of points. Um, Knights going really well with uh, with two pretty impressive wins in the first two rounds and then a bit of a, a correction last week against the Roosters. Um, Dragons, heaps of points for them. Um, yeah. Dufty and Widdop and Lafay just racking up tries and busts and tries. It's like they're going out of fashion. Last week, um, Jack DeBellin, probably a little bit disappointing score-wise. Getting Sinbin doesn't really help. Yep. Um, what do you think about the Dragons? Yeah, what a turnaround for the Dragons to become one of the entertainers in the yeah. last two years after you know, being one of the dour, kind of strong defensive teams a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, Widdop was amazing on the weekend. 99 points, um, five try assists in one game is yeah. ridiculous. Um, Matt Duffy looks great at fullback. Yeah, the forwards didn't have a lot to do in that game. Mm-hmm. They just kept racking up too many points, um, as in... You know, scoring tries wasn't really. Well, a, that creates stoppages in the game where the clock's still ticking down, but nothing's happening. On nothing's the field. happening. They're not defending, so they're not yeah. making tackles. So that's going to happen. And they've, they've got so many good fantasy forwards in that team. They kind of split the work between them, as we as we mentioned last week. Um, yeah, Widdop. I don't know. Is Widdop going to be better this year than he was last year? I mean, their attack looks great. Yeah, I think so. He's got nine tries just this year. Yeah. Um, well, we're worried about Ben Hunt taking away exactly, his yeah. input, but it's almost been the opposite. He's almost they're boosting each other really. Yeah. So. Who knows if that if that keeps up? But he's probably in that, um, you know, in that group of of elite halves this year. If he keeps up anything like the performance from last week, uh, Dufty's mm. been a bit up and down, but was was awesome. Got a hat trick. Anything else in that Dragons team? Not really. Well, I think a lot of people speak about you know how good's the you know, the last couple of weeks, the combination of Cronk and Keary. But when you look at the Dragons mm. form team between mm. Hunt and Widdop, they've got. 12 try assists, you know, 10 line break assists between the two of them in the opening three rounds of footy. And, you know, last weekend, they were, score, they were scoring tries when they had a man down on the field, down, yeah. down against the Titans. Yeah. And, you know, their attack looked, you know, sublime last week with obviously Widdop and Hunt, the instigators there. And, you know, you've got to remember, Gareth was the Dallium 5 8th of the year last year. So, yeah. um, people, I think people quickly forget that mm. that was his year last year and a side that, you know, really should yeah. have played finals footy. And yep. I think this year... Oh, definitely this year. This year they'll be there. I mean, Gathwood has been exceptional. The forwards, they've just got a really good forward pack. As we touched on, you know, it's almost like they're, they're stealing fantasy points off each other. But, you know, Jack DeBellin's been outstanding. You know, Tarek yep. Sims last week made it personal with him and Conrad Arell and you know, put in a, a great performance. James Graham, you know, I mean, he's only scored 32, but he just does his job. Paul Vaughan's there. You know, Cam McInnes is still in and around the side. Mm. They just got a yeah a really good balanced side this year. The Dragons and um, as you say, from a fantasy point of view, like if you've got a Dragons play on your side, you're more than um, you'd be more than happy because they're um, producing some good scores mm. for you in the opening three rounds. We'll have a look at the uh, the Knights now, and I thought they were probably a little bit better than the final score 
indicated against the Roosters. Like Nathan Brown said afterwards, just got beaten in a few little one percenter areas, but they'll get better with that. Um, they've brought in a lot of experienced players who will help those those younger players sort of bounce back from that. Um, Callum Pong is still going really well, and he could have had a few more points if um, you know he'd had a bit more support on a couple of those breaks. Um, Slade Griffin's still doing great things, and with um, Brock Lamb in the starting side, Connor Watson out. They don't actually have a utility on the bench other than potentially Jamie Bure, although in the reserves they've got Cogger and Danny Levi, so not quite sure what that's going to do to Slade Griffin's minutes. We'll have to wait and see on the, the final teams, but if he goes up to 80 minutes, that's awesome for, for everyone who's running with Slade Griffin. Yeah, I think he played 80 on the weekend when uh, Watson yep. went off uh, injured. Um, yeah, so it looks like that's probably going to happen again. Uh, Bure can play at hooker, but he hasn't been this year. He's just been playing in the, in the back row. So, um, And Griffin said before he's keen to play 80. So it looks yep. like they're going that way. It's a bit of a surprise. They do have Danny Levi. You know, he's played for New Zealand um, in the squad, but he hasn't made the bench yet. They could make a late change. Um, but, yeah, so the, mm. the faith is in Griffin at the moment, which is good for his fantasy prospects. Um, otherwise, yeah, Cameron Pong is the other keeper. We've mentioned him every week. Uh, not much else. Aiden Guerra keeps getting 50s. Yeah. Uh, keeps growing tries. So, I don't know if that's just a little run of try scoring form at the start of the season mm. or if that's going to keep up all year. Mm. He, has, he has been good. And I think Griffin just, Griffin's averaging just under 50 points per game. Mm. I know CK touched on, you know, potentially selling Brody Croft. We've touched on selling, um, Nathan Clear and, you know, Brock Lamb is, he's at 416k at the moment. So, um, you know, he could be there for a long period of time now with the Watson injury, but I know probably CK's going to touch here. Like, if something does happen to Callum Ponga, Brock Lamb's more than capable of kicking goals, CK. Yeah, for sure. I was just going to say, on, on Slade Griffin, I interviewed him after the game, and first of all, credit to him for having a chat after a loss, which a lot of players aren't prepared to do. Also, he plays fantasy, so that's a massive tick from, from all of us in our books. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to touch on was he, um, he actually mentioned that he's disappointed that he's not defending right in the middle of the field. He's sort of five in rather than right in the middle. And he, um, he's keen to make more tackles than what he's making now, so go get him. Has Slade. he picked himself his own fantasy? <laughs> Is he question. trying to get a fantasy score for himself? <laughs> Didn't ask Fingers crossed. Keep up the good work, Slade's all I can say. Um, next game, the, uh, the Broncos up against the Titans. Um, should be an interesting one, um, obviously tipping the Broncos, but I think the Titans actually look a lot stronger this week. We'll get to them mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, Broncos have uh, Corey Oates and Tabita Pango Jr. both out. Pango's a massive blow for fantasy coaches, especially if you bought him last week like I did. Um, Matt Lodge, due to the injuries and the golden point, but he uh, crossed 50 for the first time this year, so he's making some good cash. Um, Jonas Pearson comes in on the wing. Jaden Sewer comes in on the bench. Yeah, and Jermaine Osako came in really handy for them last week. Yeah. Uh, kicked all their points, I think. Field goal, yep. goals. Yeah, one of them didn't score a try, the Broncos. Didn't score a try. Um, yeah, so he got 41 in fantasy, which is very handy. Uh, Pango Jr. And, and Oates are both expected to miss two weeks, so I think that's a hold for Pango Jr. Yep. at the very least. Um, he's been really good. I think he scored 25 in 25 minutes on the weekend, so he was on track for another good score before he got injured, so... No need to panic there just yet. Um, Josh McGuire had a really good game, 64 points. Um, yeah, extra time games seem to help out those kind of players. Uh, McCulloch as well got about 60. So, well, McCulloch's like Jake Friend, isn't it? When yeah. he's out there for 80 minutes, just makes he's a tackling machine. And yep. when they do that, they're going to produce um, big fantasy points for you. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was. Um, a good performance by the Broncos. Um, if you had some of those players in your fantasy, Matt Lodge, another uh, good performance who's owned by more than 30% of fantasy coaches across the league. So, um, yeah, Jermaine Osako, great stuff for the youngster. It's, and it's 
bizarre, isn't it? Brisbane winning a game without scoring a try. First time they've ever done it. First time in quite a long time anyone's done it. Let's have a look at the Titans. I think they look a lot stronger um, with this forward pack. Ryan James going from edge back row into prop. He's much, much more valuable, I think, to the team in the middle. Um, Jared Wallace back into the starting team after coming back from suspension via the bench last week. That pushes uh, Jai Arrow to 13, which I think is his best spot, and yep. it pushes Bryce Cartwright back to the bench. He's been a massive liability for them. Another eight missed tackles last week. Um, real lack of intensity in his defence. He's just falling off tackles left, right and centre, and it's, it's hurting them through the middle. Um, Leilani Artu goes back to the bench in that reshuffle as well. Um, Fantasy-wise, good for Arrow, bad for Cartwright, I guess. Yeah, so as you said, with with Arrow, um, uh, Wallace and James as the kind of the three middle forwards, you know, the two props in the lock is looks a lot more solid than, you know, round one they had Latu and Cartwright in there with Arrow. Uh, Arrow should score really well, you'd think, if he plays yeah. big minutes a lock. Um, He's been talked about for years as a potential fantasy star uh, at Brisbane. He was seen as, you know, the future Corey Parker, yep. who was a bit of a fantasy uh, god in his time. Uh, Bryce Cartwright, yeah, his defence is really hurting him. So he got 27, I think, on the weekend. Um, eight missed tackles. Uh, he yep. had seven missed tackles in round one when he was playing at lock. Uh, only one in round two where he scored 40-odd playing at 5-8, which is probably... Strangely enough, his best position. Um, Certainly fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise, but even his one good, really good year at the Panthers was, was at filling eight, in yeah. at 5-8 next to uh, Cleary. So, yeah, so he's back to the bench, which is a bit of a question mark for, what, 45% of fantasy mm. coaches who have him in their team somewhere. Almost a sell. Probably not urgently because he's still got a lowest His break-even, break I think, is about 15. So yeah. he should still make that. But, um, yeah, if he stays in the bench long-term, then his prospects of making a lot of money, you know, go down. Well, just mate, wonders where Garth Brennan will play him. Obviously, as you said, CK missing eight tackles. It's, yeah, I mean, they were pretty poor last week, the Titans, but you know, obviously going to be limited game time um, and where he comes on, how effective is he going to be? Yeah. And, you know, he is someone that comes with, obviously, the missed tackles, but with the way that he plays, errors and that come as well. Yeah, he can offload the ball, but there's also errors that are around him. So, yeah, unfortunately for the Titans, there's not a lot of upside apart from, you know, Jai Arrow, and who's, who's been you know, really good for him this year, with you know, and Jared Wallace um, in the front row is another one who obviously missed the first few games with uh, that suspension. But yeah, um, disappointing for Cartwright because he's been a very popular player um, with fantasy coaches. Yeah, I was going to say maybe just put Ryan James on the watch list as well because he's copped a bit of a price hit That's playing true. out on the fringes over the first few weeks. But he's a absolute fantasy monster a couple of years ago playing at props, so he might be on the way back. Um, moving on to Monday and the Tigers up against the Eels. Um, wouldn't have thought this three weeks ago, but Tigers raging hot favourites against Parramatta <laughs> for this one after uh, beating Roosters and Storm the opening three weeks, while the Eels have been pretty woeful and they've copped a bunch of injuries as well. Um, just on the Tigers team, um, no Tui Lola here, although he is in the uh, the reserves list. Benji Marshall's been named at six despite hurting his ankle last week. He'll be given till at least Saturday to prove his fitness. Um, Matt Eisenhuth stays at lock with Elijah Taylor still absent with a hamstring strain. Uh, Russell Packer, 57 tackles last week in uh, Golden Point loss to Brisbane. I don't imagine he's done that too often in his career. Yeah, so the, the Tigers are kind of light on for front rowers in their squad these days. The bench, they're a bit light. So Packer played 73 minutes and front row, which is huge um, by his standards. So I don't know if that's a one-off. Um, uh, generally, the, their defence has been like insanely good. 
Did anyone expect yeah. the Tigers to do anything like this this year? No. Didn't so two two tries all. in three games they've conceded. That's incredible. Like, I wouldn't have even thought favorites. Melbourne or Cronulla would only concede two tries in three games, yeah. let alone the Tigers. It's been super impressive. Against three, you know, pretty highly rated teams, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah fantasy-wise, uh, apart from the guys we've mentioned, Robbie Rocco and Corey Thompson, uh, still good, still making money. Um, yeah, Zap, you got much more there? Well, Robbie Rocco, I think I think that what what's really been highlighted from the Tigers this year is you look at their roster, the you know the thirteen or seventeen they put out each week. They're just they're guys that go out there and just do their job. They give mm, you a seven yeah. or eight out of ten every week. You know, they're not going to give you a nine out of ten one week. Then the next week they're going to give you a two or three. You know, Robbie Rocco just goes out there and you know yeah. tackles and tackles and tackles. Yeah. You know, plays on the edge. There. Corey Thompson does his job. You know, you know. Peter Godinay, who would have thought Peter Godinay would have been in the Tigers mm. 17, wearing the number nine jersey at the start of the year. You know, Corey Thompson obviously filling in at the moment with Lola Hare out. Um, you know, Nofaluma's been good since he, yep. after being dropped in round one, has come back and yep. been at his, uh, been at his best. But they've just been a really gritty side that have just, you know, a team that just do their job and that's, it's been evident, although they didn't get the win last week, they still kept the Broncos tripless. Yeah, super yeah. It's been it's been really impressive, and a lot of um, pats on the back have got to go to Ivan. And yeah, you know, I know they've yeah. spoken about it all preseason how they've really made the culture and the team and everything out there about competitiveness and you know, not losing even training sessions and you know yeah. making it a competition. And it's been shown on the yeah. field. So um, well under the the Tigers, but yeah, Corey Thompson, you know, how good's he been? He's not in my side, but if you've got him in your fantasy team. Yeah. What a buy. Loving the ride. I was going to say also, um, Brett Hodgson coming back, joining the coaching staff, and Ronnie Palmer coming across obviously helps sort of just the, the whole squad overall. I was going to touch on their edge defence as well because they were just, teams are running around the Tigers last year absolutely at will. They were so leaky on the fringes. And I think for me, that's been the biggest difference. SR Masters at centre hasn't yep. been eye catching, but just the, the way he shut down that edge and just refused to let anyone pass has been, I think, a massive component to them not letting any points. Um, just moving on to the Eels, just dramas everywhere. <laughs> um, so Disappointing. Haynes out the best for last week. For five-ish weeks with a hip or a quad injury. Bevan French a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, Kane Evans is out for a week or two. Um, they've got George Jennings debuting next to his brother on the wing. Probably would have had Greg Alessio there, but he came back from an ankle injury last week and got another ankle injury. It's been that kind of year, hasn't it? Um, what else we got? Yeah, the... I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, all the talk leading into the season was who's, who was going to wear the one jersey. Now you've got three of them sitting on the sideline. <laughs> Hayne, Bevan French, and obviously Gutherson Clint still. Gutherson still recovering uh, from that ACL injury. And um, yeah, yeah, look, it's that. Yeah, they've really been disappointing on the field. Yeah. The Eels. I mean, at least on that front, Will Smith's a very handy fourth choice fullback. He's uh, mm. done the job well in NRL level before. Well, I don't think Brad Arthur would have wanted to go to fourth choice no. fullback this no, early no, into no, the no, season. They've um, still got Josh Hoffman played a test there, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. I'll be selling Hayne. Even more options. I'll be selling Hayne this week. Well, I sold him last week for Hickel, and then I reversed it when I found out Hayne was going to play fullback. So maybe I should have <laughs> stuck with that one. Yeah, I think I think all the injured guys, Hayne, Bevan French, for anyone who has him, Kane Evans, if you haven't sold them already, are all sells this yep. week. Um, the, the injuries just kind of, you know, make it simple and clean cut if you have them in their team. Yeah. Um, in your team, uh, Daniel Alvaro is the one kind of shining light. Fantasy-wise, got 62 uh, on the weekend. He's playing less than 40 minutes, mm. but still hitting big scores. All in base stats, like lots of yeah. tackle breaks. We got 46 or something in that huge loss to Manly as well, which is yeah. mostly all tackles. But 
He's certainly been their least bad player over the opening. A huge rap on anyone, but he's he's certainly had a dig, um, yeah. Alvaro. Um, I've got T Rex back. Uh, his first game back at the the club since rejoining them um, on the bench. Hopefully, they'll be getting a bit of spark from him. Yeah. Um, yeah. This could be their week. Okay. <laughs> this could be their week. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, that wraps us up. That's all the uh, all the team changes. So uh, thanks again for Yui for being our sponsor and. Uh, Keeping on NRL.com, we'll have late mail, we'll have our fantasy weekend preview video up soon as well. Um, until next week, it's Don Brock, Steve Turner, and Chris Kennedy signing off.